0: The yep, yeah, yes with Look, I'd rather be a gambler than a weekend. I walked in, sat down, had to leave, and violently vomited. I'm not
1: going down that hole. I'm not. Don't even try me. Not today. Satan. <laughs> not today. I value my friendship. Oh, You're cream. the cream, and the coffee is life. Life. You bring cream to my life. Oh, I'm What's sure. a week for an hour? hey homie hey once a week for an hour you bring cream to my coffee once a week although i prefer tea but how's your quaff i still got it but it's fine
0: i what's so funny is as you were playing this intro a thousand things just ran through my mind so you're gonna have to excuse me one second i gotta write some notes okay um because you know i'd be forgetting stuff
1: well while you're while you're doing that i do want to um give a shout out to all the people that have left comments on our youtube page <coughs> people that have donated to us um we appreciate the support we're just a struggling little podcast two friends that sat in marissa's kitchen years ago and was like hey yeah we should do this yeah just because we like to talk to each other and it'd be fun to, we've been wanting to kind of like, like years and years ago, we are like, we should Uh do a reality show. Mm -hmm. But this is like the second best thing. I don't think I would be good for a reality show because there's going to be people that like you and the people that hate you. And I don't want the people that like you to hate me and vice versa. Oh, yeah. Like there's always somebody to hate and there's always somebody to love. Yeah. And I don't want to be hated by the people that love you, and I don't want the people that love me to hate
0: you. Me. just want to be hated by the people that hate both of us.
1: Yeah, if you're gonna hate, just hate us. No, I don't want to be, I don't want hate at all. You I don't want I hate, hate at all. And then mofos be like, mm, did she ever go to a dentist? You know, they start digging up pictures all of a sudden, my elementary school, you know what I'm saying? My teeth, whatever. So, oh, I see her hearing it She didn't get a good shade. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like talking about stuff. Oh, she walks with a, with a limp, you know, and then I'm triggered <laughs> by memories of like, you know tar baby and black banana and next thing you know we have so this is well hold on thing. a second we're doing a podcast stop <laughs> so this is the next best thing i'm triggered it's in my story it's in my story <laughs> it was
0: just you know what's And this is how we end up going off in tangents because i was just reading the snippet of kim kardashian talking about she just saw the britney spears documentary oh my god i
1: just i just saw that and I'm like, really? We're okay, but yeah. I, I mean, thought, you know what, the first thing I thought to myself a way to make it about me again. Like, I never seen anybody make everything about her. But we can save that for another show. Okay. But I do okay. want to say this one thing. I just get off my chest. So, what I'm saying with the addiction to my story. So, I had two nightmares this week about two living people. I'm only going to oh. talk about the second one. So it was the first time it wasn't, the second one wasn't a nightmare. It was more of, um, it was one of those situations where something happened to me when I was in college, me and you have discussed it. I really don't want to talk about it. The actual incident that happened okay. but for years, I've harbored this like guilt, right? Cause I never really, I never really gave it much. So all I, every time I think about it, I think about like the guilt of it. You know what I mean? Okay. The first time in my dream where I, I like let the guilt go. I'm like, wait a second. Because the w- one thing that I can say is that when you violate a person, violating a person, isn't just about like, I got beat up in this situation. Violating isn't just about, you know, the physical, this person, I used to keep a journal on my computer. This person didn't like what I wrote about her. She deleted everything. So I don't have any of those memories from college where I would write down what I was feeling when I was going through. She deleted everything because she resented that I spoke in my private thoughts about her. I never mentioned any of this stuff about her to our friends, to my mom, nobody. It was just my way to, to Middle East. And she took that personally. Wasn't that, isn't there a meme from that? And I took that, oh, Michael Jordan. And I took that personally. <laughs> from the, anyway, it, it looked, at, looked at, like Google Michael Jordan. I took that personally. And it's like a million memes. But anyway, I, it, it was like, it wasn't about, it, it wasn't, it was about me. Like me right. venting. And one of the things that I wrote was about her and her family. Right. But it was my personal thoughts. I didn't share them with anybody. I never had conversations about her with any right. of friends or our mutual friends. But because she found them, she beat me up, and she might have a different version of it or whatever. But and I just said I was not going to talk about it. But whatever, um, it's hard not to talk <laughs> talk about it without referencing the dream. But in the dream, it was the first time like I had a fictional conversation with her, it was the first time where I came to a revelation that like, like it's not my fault. And so, in life, we it, it just reminded me in life you can't hold on to shit. You gotta let it go, like not everything is your responsibility or your fault. Just let it go and move on, you know. And that was over twenty years ago. So anyway, I digress. Ooh. The table is yours. I it's,
0: <laughs> and you are cleansed. It's it's so. I it's it's funny that you say talk about letting go because it's like, you know someone said to me the other day, like, what, what got you that to that point? Because sometimes like somebody will like do something or say something and they're speaking, like their actions were so messed up, blah, 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 blah. Why are people like that? And I'm like, because it didn't happen to me. Cause you know, I'm salty and I'm sensitive. Um, I'll be like, yeah, but what happened in that person's life to get there? Right. So let's look at it that way for a second. Cause that, there's no way that person woke up to make your day bad. So let's, let's, and they're like, how do you get there? Well, first of all, it didn't happen to me. But secondly, you gotta let shit go. Letting, letting stuff go. Yeah, really.
1: an no, like you're never gonna get the answer you want. Never. You're never gonna resolve things. You just gotta, you know. I was like at peace for the first time. This shit happened in 1995, 94? 94, 95, I don't remember the exact. It was like, I remember the months on, I think, <laughs> I think it was ninety five, but anyway, it happened, like at the end of the year, and it was like it was a mess. It was a complete mess, and I've been holding on to that shit in my own way. But was yes. I like I just had this dream, and she and I are like the age we are now because I'm I I know her now. You know what I mean? Like we're not friends, but you know, it like like yeah. friends or whatever. But It was it was the first time like I had a conversation with her about that time because I remember years later she's like I'm glad you took responsibility and ownership and you're a woman now, and I'm like thinking about her saying that to me and I'm like, let me get this straight, I get beat up because of personal thoughts I shared in my journal, not that I shared with other people, not that I spread. You said this to her? No. no, oh, no, oh, you're They're processing. It. Yeah. Right, right. processing it, And I was just like, whatever, maybe it was my fault. Maybe I shouldn't have told, you know, said these certain things, you know what I mean? Referred yeah. to people to certain things, but, but it was in my dream the other night where I was like, no, that's my personal thoughts. Yeah. I shouldn't hold, somebody shouldn't hold me accountable for my personal thoughts. I wasn't going around spreading rumors and talking. It was just crazy. So a journal, the fact that I was able to journal years later. Right. Amazing. But anyway, she did me a favor. Anyway, I didn't mean to hijack the show. I just it was just something that you know thought that people would like (laughs) it (laughs) now.
0: So I actually want to talk about something that's not heavy, okay, but it's a trigger for some people because. I feel like when you say these things people automatically think one thing or another and it's a very divisive thing but I kind of want to have this conversation because I think it's important to kind of like nobody besides you can interrupt me so you know the stream of thought can happen right what does family planning look like to you What's the definition of family planning? What are reproductive rights? Okay, I kinda wanna break this down a little bit because what got this thought was Venezuela is actually going through an economic crisis and part of that economic crisis is access to family planning. Now, What that also means is birth control um, in all forms of birth control um, have become less accessible because of this economic crisis. Right. But before we get into that, I kind of want to have like a broad basis of what you and I think of when we think of, you have have a clip and it's yellow, I I apologize, orange, right? Mm And it says, invest in family planning and reproductive health.
1: Okay. Okay. And start talking about it, I'll I'll pull it up.
0: Yeah. So part of that is kind of like a snapshot where it says, you know, women in developing countries have an unmet need for family planning. There's barriers to contraception. So there's financial, spousal approval, parental consents, stockouts, stigma. There's also the impact of unmet of of unmet need, 74 million, 74 million unplanned pregnancies, 28 million unplanned births, 36 million abortions a year. So investing in family planning, spending $1 for contraceptive services, reduce the cost of pregnancy-related care, by a dollar and 47 cents so right there we see return on dollar um and the bottom is up there so kind of like people can read that on their own but I want to ask you as a an American um black woman what does family planning look like to you
1: well before you came up with this topic I had a Polarizing, like viewpoint, and I did my own little bit, little bit of research because I didn't realize that there was a difference between family planning and natural family planning, which is like okay, well, I it it is what it is. But family planning to me is what I thought it meant, and what I guess in a lot of ways it still means is a woman um, making a quote unquote plan on childbirth or not. Um and that can mean, you know, she's gonna use birth control, not use birth control, be in a a relationship with some partnership, not in a partnership. Um that that kind of thing. That's what I think about family planning, making those decisions about your reproduction reproductive health. And that can like I said, it can be I'm choosing to have a family, not choosing to have a family, how I'm going about either or, you know, fertility, birth control, whatever the case may be for your own personal um, experience. What about for you?
0: Basically the same thing where an individual has access to plan on whether or not there will be um, children or no children. Or spacing of children, so we have like basically the same definition. But now you said something before about polarized, so natural and um, can you can you tell me what or do you want to share that that polarizing thought or no? Well,
1: no, I'm saying my my polarizing thought was basically like it was it was more so like making. Just, it was all about making the decision to have a family. I like, think that's my ignor- ignorant and not really reading up on it because I had no desire to, you know, if I can't have a family, I don't want to read about other people's right. <clears throat> decisions to have one. Right, and right, then, right. So, but then you chose this topic. So uh, do my some, <clears throat> somewhat due diligence and do a little bit of research. Not a ton, because you did give it to me last minute. But uh <laughs> I'm joking, sort of, um, the, but the natural family planning, to me, from what I looked up, seemed to be more in the vein of, like, the, the pull-out method, like, no birth control, no drugs, no, you know, you deal with it as it comes.
0: Okay, so I'm going to, I want to talk about that, but but I want to kind of, like, get, yes, yes, so I want to talk about, like, just the idea of family planning. So, with family planning, do you believe that goes hand in hand with reproductive
1: rights? Yeah, you know, in a way, it does. Yeah, but what do you? What do you think? Stop acting. You're not Oprah. Oh, I would, girl.
0: A girl can only dream. A girl can only dream. I would love to be Oprah. I would love to be Oprah. So here's the thing. So family planning and reproductive rights. I feel do and don't go hand in hand. So here's the thing. So reproductive rights means the access and the decision are based on the individual, right? Obviously, you know, we we have to mention abortion when it comes to reproductive rights, right? I'm not saying that we have to, but yes, because there are um, instances where that is a medical necessity. So, um, do I believe that someone has the right to ca- um, carry out a pregnancy? I think it's an individual right. Um, when it comes to timelines, that's where we get a little fishy. I mean, 32 weeks, I don't see how that's other than the health and well being. Obviously, yes. But just a term that's, I, I, I don't wanna get into those weeds because it's not about do I believe in abortion is abortion right? I think reproductive rights are, um, are being suffered right now in Venezuela. So here's the thing, so in Venezuela, they're having an inflation crisis and with inflation. And here's the thing that people forget. Um, Things cost money, but it don't more money, right? So your dollar, your peso, whatever it's called, Venezuela money, doesn't um it doesn't buy the same amount of things that it used to. But what people forget is they're not paying you more. Just because thing costs more, they don't pay you more. So if your salary is a dollar forty, um, what was the uh, the monthly minimum wage, US dollars comes out to a dollar 14. For a month, that's crazy. Potatoes cost a dollar fifty. You're making a dollar fourteen a month on minimum wage. So I mean, so now the access to to contraceptions, birth control, and not just like you know, like you know, like IUD, uh, um, 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 condoms, all forms of birth control are now being waged out to the average person. So you can't afford it if you can find it. And then now medical help, where it's like the coil, the IUD, all that stuff. Again, it's being waged out. And are there enough doctors available now to practice? You know, you, people, people think that, oh, uh, you know, just figure it out. So I, one of the things I kind of want to talk about when it comes to this, because I feel like the only way for people to take an interest in something is if they see how it would affect them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, uh, a a human, a a human thing, you know, it it, doesn't make everyone wrong. Probably not, or probably it does. I don't know. So I want to kind of pose this question to, to people who are listening. So imagine you're your average male and you're dating. We'll just, we'll leave it as a heterosexual male, female relationship right? I'm not going to get into the weeds of everything else. Um, You're an average male, 20, we'll say 23, because it sounds like a nice number. You're dating someone and you feel the sexual component of the relationship is important, but she cannot afford condoms. She cannot even find condoms. And she says to you, We can't have a sexual relationship because I cannot have an unplanned pregnancy. What do you do with that relationship? I wanna give another example. You are a married man, married for, I don't know, 15 years. You have three kids. Only one of you can work because childcare again is very expensive. And she turns to you and says, Well, we have to start now abstaining because I cannot afford to go to the doctor to get an IUD so we can have unprotected sex. I'll give you another example. You're a 33 year old man working and you lost your job and you have six children about to have your seventh because you have not had access to birth control. Your female partner has not had access to birth control. What do you do? Government medical facilities, meaning like what would their equivalent be like a Planned Parenthood, which is not just an abortion clinic, which is also a healthcare clinic. Their government healthcare clinics no longer provide uh, free contraceptives, which um, is, because of a turn of economy and um, free medical care is no longer available. So now what do you do? So I kind of want to put it in those kind of like that framework, because I find your average American, and I only say average American because this is where we live, right? So we can go to any convenience store. So we have I'm not quite sure in every part of the country. So um, every part of the world. So here's the thing. So you can find contraceptive, meaning um, uh, plan B means like the morning after pill, as they call. So you have unprotected sex. You take a pill. What is it? 72 hours. Within 72 hours, you take the pill and um, the zygote does not implant, resulting in no pregnancy. Um, You have access to condoms. And you also have healthcare clinics where um, private medical public medical, where you can have um, birth control, pill form shot, patch, coil, IUD, any sort of thing you can think of. And you have access to that. So um, sexual relations between two people um, doesn't have many hindrances. Consensual sexual relationship doesn't have many um, hindrances when it comes to planned and unplanned pregnancy. Obviously, if we have lack of education or, or rural areas, obviously, I'm not dumb. I know these things happen. But I'm saying your average American with a minimum wage job, even if they don't have medical health, private medical insurance, still has access to reproductive um, barriers when it comes to planned or unplanned pregnancies, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're going to think about somebody in another country like Venezuela, who is having a hard time economically at the moment. So if we look at that, how do we define these relationships? Who carries the burden mainly of child care? Who carries the burden mainly of economic Um, means for the family. So when we talk about um, individual pressures, when it comes to family planning, this this is a larger conversation than we can have today. I know that. But when we talk about reproductive rights, not just in this country, but in other countries, what do we think of Are we we afforded the luxury of being dismissive? Um, Can we take a back seat on something like this? I don't know. I know for here in the United States, um, on a personal note, I know that if you have an unplanned pregnancy and you don't have the economic means, you do have um, government services that can help you. But I also know that comes with stigma. I know that also comes with um, religious ideology. So is you can't have an abortion, but don't make me pay for your baby either. Right. Uh, uh, I don't know what else you want me to do. If I can't have. Oh, you should have thought about that before. Okay. Okay. So... Okay. But here I am. So now what? But now you have a country like Venezuela, who now has a crisis beyond, we have an economic crisis where now people are having to choose foods between on on their choice of foods, they have to think about, you know, you have, um, do you have, there's a word like, it's like soup, right? But it's not like a hearty soup. It's like the leftover water from of stuff that you eat. Like usually like Latin countries, um, a caldo is something that like you have when you're sick, right, like like a broth, right? Like a bone broth. Right. If that's your main food for a week,
1: I don't know. I don't either. I mean, it's like when you live in this country, it's easy to be um, like, it, and it's it's the American way. To be like, I'm only concerned with what's happening with me, and it's it's a it's a personal way of being. Me, Tamika, it's a state world of being. New York, we're going through this thing with the governor, and it's like, there, everybody has their purpose that only serves them in their own little bubble, and so Venezuela is like thoughts and prayers, but. Until what's going on over there affects me directly, it's like I don't care. And I'm not saying that that's, that's how I feel, but I mean, yeah, you know, sorry, sorry to, to that country. We're trying to get million dollars here. I mean, it's, y'all decided, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's the ignorance of our country and our people to feel yeah. that way, but we've been so conditioned, and this is how we've th- we've thrived in this country. That's why we're where we're at because. Can- we're, Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say this is why we thrive and where we're at because we have always put ourselves in the position to only give a shit about ourselves. And whether that's, you know, pillager, pillaging another country of the things that we need that can make our country better, to ignoring countries that have nothing to offer us. And that goes in our backyard, too, like just in your own neighborhood. You know what I mean yeah <laughs> I And mean, like oh oh they this the poor people live here but they got a nice view okay what can I get it we got to get rid of them and just mm-hmm. they, they can figure it out shit you know what I'm saying so yeah yeah Venezuela and and countries like India you know countries like that where the rights of women the reproductive rights of women are pretty mm-hmm. much non-existent like I said, unless it affects our country directly, it's like we don't give a shit.
0: You have that clip when when you get a moment, can you bring up that that, that video clip? And this is where I want to talk about how um, there's something called the sphere of influence, and 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 um, the United States and its sphere of influence. I think uh, Venezuela is directly under that sphere of influence. So I want I want to play this, and then we can continue that train of thought.
1: Okay.
2: Desperate for food and medicine, with two children and eight months pregnant, Geraldine González decided it was time to leave Venezuela. It had become unbearable. I'd leave the house very early to stay in line for food or even an aspirin. It was hard, very hard. So I said, this is it. Let's try our luck here. Undernourished and anxious she'd lose the baby, she crossed illegally into Colombia after a two-day bus ride from Caracas and reached their sister on the outskirts of Cartagena. Here she got medical help at a local public clinic. And she's not alone. The crumbling healthcare system in Venezuela is generating waves of medical refugees in Colombia, showing up at emergency rooms to receive free urgent care. Over the last six months, at least 350 pregnant Venezuelans have come to this clinic alone in Cartagena in search for medical assistance, and the same is happening in many other cities in Colombia, putting the public health system here under serious strain. The medical director says that uninsured Venezuelans have racked up tens of thousands of dollars in medical bills. They usually arrive malnourished and with no prenatal exams, which means they are all high-risk pregnancy. We have an obligation to care for anyone in need, but this is a time bomb, and we can't wait for it to explode before we take action. Cartagena's People's Defender is asking the national government to step in. We want the government to offer refugee status to these women to better assist them. For decades, it was Colombians who looked for help in Venezuela. Now it's the other way around. It's our time to help. Ashley Samara was born two weeks ago, just days after her parents arrived from Maracaibo. They live in this tiny windowless room behind the grocery shop they attend. A single fan provides relief from the scorching heat, less than ideal conditions for a newborn. Yet they say it's better than what they left behind. At least here we get enough food. With the little we make, we can buy enough to eat and provide the baby (laughs) with basic needs. Precarious, this family says they're just happy to be together and alive and thankful for the care they received. Alessandra Ampieti, Al Jazeera, Cartagena. That clip was
1: from Al
0: Jazeera uh, TV. So what was so interesting about that is like you see people um, doing the best that they can to find refuge for their situation, and I get it. I'm listen if that was happening to me for sure. But here's the thing that ends up happening: so they're going to, um, um
1: where do they say Colombia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is mind boggling to me on a whole nother level. When I first heard that, I'm like, Colombia. Yeah, I, like the guy said, it's like Colombians used to go to Venezuela for help, so it's yeah. like. Well, the economic crisis right now is like. That's like us going to Mexico for help. Yeah, like, like the, that would be the equivalent. So,
0: I don't know why this popped into my head when you said that. So, remember when um Mexico came to help Americans for um um the hurricane, Hurricane Katrina, <clears throat> for relief, um, I. I choose to not live in any other country. I am proudly here. I know I already won the lottery by being here. And when I say this, I'm not saying like, but I just wanna say this. So we can't, sometimes we look at our own selves and we can't help ourselves. Mexico had to help us during Hurricane Katrina. Let's not sit on this high and mighty pedestal. But what I am trying to say is, you know, refuge, as, as one thing b- gets exhausted, as, there's gonna come a moment where Colombia cannot help anymore. And they're gonna say, you're gonna have to go somewhere else. Right. So as these women travel, one of the things, so America's one of the very few countries that does birthright citizenship, which is why it's so important when people have babies here, if they're not US citizens, because what ends up happening is now their baby's a US citizen. And that child um, has rights here in America and rights that they would not have in their parents' home country. So what ends up happening is um, it, it gives a longer time frame for, for the caregivers to have to go back. So now they have a leg to stand on, so to
1: speak. Well, I would um, say with that, this is one of the reasons why it's important when you choose which elected officials you elect, because there are certain members of our government local, and federal, that want to do away with that, that don't want to give rights to people from other countries, that don't want to give rights to babies born from parents from other countries born here in the US. They want those rights taken away. And so it's very important to be aware. And if you don't agree with it, you don't agree with it. So be it. But at least be aware of what and think about what you might be voting against, who you might be voting in or out,
0: which is which is an extremely important thing to remember because here's the thing too so i'm going to give an example in france they have a high community of um indians that have been there for probably 70 years right now there's grandchildren who are not french citizens because there's no such thing as birthright citizenship now you're having an issue with people working now you're having you know i don't want to give them my money they need to go work well how do they go work if they're not citizens if you don't give them the rights to do that
1: and i don't want to pay them a living wage well that's oh us. no no no, no. Bad. that's the us
0: oh for sure not for sure not so and this this isn't this is one of the things that i think that you know yes um reproductive uh, a crisis that's happening in Venezuela will eventually affect America because it's under the sphere of influence, which means that people looking for refuge as they become start going north, where do you think that they're going to end up? Where there's birthright citizenship, where there's access to work, access to healthcare, access to help. If you think people are looking to come here to get a free handout, there's always some. There's always some. But I can tell you... I but uh, listen there's always some I, I i have to say listen there's americans that want to be here and don't want to work
1: guess what there are people that oh, irish God. descent italian descent there's people of swedish people that don't want to work so i mean it's, it's a human thing There's but it's the a human thing i don't want to work, work. majority of people, i want i, I want to be retired either.
0: and relaxed
1: exactly but i want to also have money in my pocket. So and I'm not willing to be guy. a drug dealer. So there you
0: go. And there you go. But here's the thing though. So here's, and this is what I'm saying with my entire diatribe is you give people access to actually working. They're going to fucking work. Mm-hmm. You don't want to pay for them. Let them work. You don't want oh, they come here. And I love the people that say to me, Oh, they get here and they get all free medical, all free education. Um, Last time I checked, even public school ain't free. Uh, and good luck. Half these public schools, mm, okay. How many um, stories
1: do we see where some eight-year-old is raising money for his or her classmates to have lunch? Those are the most heartbreaking stories. And they're right like here can- in the U.S. <laughs> because, because the parent couldn't afford you know, the, the monthly fee. And so lunch. you're little, some little kid with a, with a lemonade stand.
0: And you don't, you don't, but, and this is the thing is like a kid, like, homie, a kid, you gonna be mad at a kid for being hungry?
1: But it all comes down to what you said initially. It's all about family planning. And we have, we are, we won a lot of it. So we have the capability of making those kind of choices for our lives. Unfortunately, there are countries like Venezuela and India and other places around the world um, that just, they don't make it easy.
0: So but then but and this is the thing I'm trying to make it so that people have a personal stake in this this conversation because here's the thing though in America we constantly put reproductive rights in a in, in the political form. And w- what bothers me the most is that whenever we talk about reproductive rights people bring in religion and they bring in the fact that abortion or not abortion. It's a bigger conversation like that's, it.
1: Than- that's all it is, right? <laughs>
0: It's It's a parenthood. I shouldn't have to, my money, my dollars shouldn't go to free abortions.
1: Okay. But then Uh, what you get? I want to know, I want to have a conversation with those people that are like pro life. And by the way, pro choice people are also pro life, but we can talk about that another day. But I would like to have a conversation with the pro lifers who say that every you know, abortion is wrong, this, that, and the other. And then the same token have no problem with George Floyd. Well, I'm just saying, Black lives don't matter, really. But that's another But you know what? It's time another day. <laughs> so, here, but here's the thing on top of it. So,
0: you didn't choose to have this baby, but you took a right, you, you're, you're making the conversation of me choosing to have a child you're taking that on putting that on the table so you're trying to take my right away okay um have maybe 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 the question should be you're only allowed to go hunting and own 3 guns you're only allowed to go hunting 1 day a month and you can only own 3 guns should that be part of the conversation then so we can actually talk about what really matters because family planning is yeah right
1: yeah i feel like you know like you feel like something went in your eye but
0: oh yeah but family planning is 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 a bigger conversation than just abortion or not abortion right whether your dollars go to Planned Parenthood which is a medical clinic yes they do perform abortions but it is also a medical clinic do you know your GYN men 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 and people who do not go to a GYN do you know you cannot get a sexual uh panel meaning like um an STD panel at most of your uh, gynecology appointments. You have to go to Planned Parenthood for that. Did you know that? Did you know that most uh, obstetric and gynecology clinics do not perform HIV screenings? You have to go to Planned Parenthood for that. Did you know that? But you wanna shut down Planned Parenthood, right?
1: It's so much more than, like when I think of Planned Parenthood, I mean, I went there like once or twice when I didn't have insurance and it wasn't for an abortion. Uh, just basic gynecological needs as a woman yeah. because I didn't have medical and I couldn't afford it and they were like we do it for free it's on a
0: sliding scale you pay what you can afford the can thing that kills like me <laughs> but the thing that kills me is just like people don't realize when you go to your gynecologist you cannot get a, a, a sexually transmitted disease panel most most gynecologists, private doctors who take private insurance do not perform these tests. They do not perform an AIDS, HIV test.
1: They do everything, but they do everything, but, and half the time they don't even do. Well, my doctor, she's, she's good about it, but you know, she asked me the personal questions. She's like, well, let me just take a, she tried to ease her way in. Yeah. Like how many partners you've been with the last year and by, you know, whatever. And then, She's like, "How about we just take a quick uh swab?" A swab. <laughs> She's like, "Do you?" But then she'll be like, "Do you? Do I need to take an HIV test?" Like she always asks me that. Yeah. Know? And I'm like, "No, no I was, you know." Anyway, that's.
0: <laughs> but here's the thing, though. So no, but here's the thing, though. So I've been, I've been married for fifteen years. So I, was
1: that story about you. The husband. What's that story about you? You should clear this up real quick
0: no no this is what i'm
1: gonna say so no. i've been married wait wait let me just say because you probably don't realize it when you were giving examples you gave an example of a married couple of 15 years with three kids
0: oh no i'm reading something from the new york times that's, i was reading that's from the new york times.
1: <laughs> clear that up the example was not used like you know, people oh, yeah, make no. those jokes, like, I have yeah. a friend who was like, it's like, you. friend is you. No, I was reading from the New York Times, and okay. it says,
0: like, it gives you snapshots, and I was reading it from there.
1: <laughs> You're like, no, this so- couple have been married 15 years. They have three kids, and they're trying to decide about a sitter who could stay with them. I'm like, hello. Anyway, go I ahead.
0: No, but the, what, I'm, what I mean to say is I've been married for 15 years. I've had private medical and dental insurance for 15 years, over 15 years, but I'm talking about my family plan. I've been to a gynecologist and under my private medical insurance, not one gynecology in a private medical, when I have great medical benefits, not one of them does the STD AIDS panel. Why is that important? Because it's important. Because it is, because it's, it's, it's a healthcare issue. It's important.
1: Period. Right.
0: I've been to a large clinics where it's obstetrics and gynecology, and they still do not.
1: Have you asked your doctor?
0: I've asked every single doctor, and they say we cannot perform that here because, and it, they, they claim, they go into this diatribe that it's, it's an insurance issue and things like that. You have to go to Planned Parenthood for, for that
1: panel. See, that's because my doctor is, you know, I, I don't know what the answer would be, but she's always offered it mm-hmm she's, you know I've just never I, I got it one time like early you know in my 20s I was like oh, maybe you should take one of those tests but like as I've gotten older like I'm just I protect myself you know what I mean yeah but she's always made the offer when she felt like it was necessary but I yeah. don't know if that offer would then be followed up with okay I'm going to make you an appointment somewhere else yeah you know what I, mean? I don't know yeah yeah, we don't. I, it's it just you know what the group you belong to sometimes, and what you know. You yeah, have your insurance. It's important to read your. Uh, what is it? The benefits. The benefits package. Yeah, to really see what's covered and what's not. Like really take a look. Which, at
0: that. which, just an FYI to people at, <laughs> addendum part eight. So your your healthcare package comes from your human resources department. It doesn't come from the provider. So like, let's say you have, I don't know, Emblem Health, right? Your benefits package, yes, is provided by Emblem Health, but it's what your company bought. So if there's something that you feel that is important in your benefits medical and dental package, you need to go to your HR department and let them know. So when they are buying that policy, they know what to look for. So because what they're going to do is look for the package that has the most cost benefit to them.
1: Well, I don't, it's true, but I now I look based because I don't my job doesn't offer health care. And so I use the Affordable Care Act and I kind of like to my own little, it's not like an extensive research but I know what I need from me. Right, right. That's important too, like, like you said, if you get your medical through your HR department to really pay attention and maybe have a conversation. I used to work for a, a company where they would come in so they'd schedule one day where the whole office was there and HR would do a complete rundown of the medical like, I wonder if they do that anymore. Do these companies, like, do they even care?
0: Probably not. Who knows? I hope they do. But it's just, but, but I, you know what? It, again, these conversations lead to so many other things. And this is why I think it's just so important to understand a crisis like this is only a few years away from hitting someone's front door. When you have, limited access to family planning, you know, that really bleeds into other things because so you, ha- you had another, um, there's another clip, hold on. And it's um, uh, in each country, the family planning myths, most preva- prevalent at the individual and community levels were that people who use contraceptives end up with health problems. Contraceptives are dangerous to women's health and contraceptives can harm your womb. On average, women in Nigeria and Kenya believe 2.7 and 4.6 out of eight selected myths respectively. And women in Senegal believe 2.6 out of seven. Women's individual level beliefs in myths was negatively negatively associated with their modern contraceptive use in all three countries. In Nigeria, the women's community level myth variable was positively associated with modern contraceptive use, whereas the men's community level myth variables were negatively associated with use in either community level variables was associated with modern contraceptive use in Kenya or Senegal. Now, this is not something that's, only regulated to the continent of Africa. This is everywhere. I don't know how many times, like you and I grew up in, in, I'm not gonna say one of like the wildest, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, but I don't know what these dudes or or, or women or everybody be thinking like, oh, if you're on birth control for too long, then you can't have a baby. Um, um, Mm-hmm. um trying to think of other things stupid ass things i've heard in my lifetime um too many too many yeah exactly too many to count <sighs> so and- now you have now you're trying to have a, 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 just a decent healthy safe relationship and um listen i don't know how many people not that many people are allergic to latex calm it down
1: oh my you God. know what i mean very times i've heard that
0: yep Yep. Oh, look at that. I'm allergic to Not dying. I haven't heard that many. <laughs> I'm allergic nice. to dying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but you know what I mean? It's, it's just one of those things that the, you know, these, you have all these things associated to, you know, when, when, when we look at what fl- family planning means to an individual. It's beyond simple conversations. It's not like, and I know I keep saying this, but it's it's. I, this is where I want people's heads to start turning to. It's not just abortion, non-abortion. It's not a religion, no religion. It's bigger. It's a bigger <laughs> conversation. The burden of child care falls mainly on women. The burden of contraception usually falls on women. There's statistics that I'm not going to get into because I can't find them because now my thumbnails are off. Um, There's statistics, there's levels to this shit, as I always like to say, you know, when you have the burden um, held on one person, it can't be just, it, 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 it can't be just and I know I say this. I know I, I. You're gonna kill me when I say this. And I'm not one. I hate talking about politics, but you know what? These these representatives don't look like me. Um, we don't have the same philosophies. So for you to put barriers on my needs, I have a problem. And you know, as somebody who hates to talk about politics, I I do I vote even in my local, and I think local is more important than the big ones, but always obviously the big ones are, are, are important too. But um, y- you've, you've got to have these conversations. And what's happening in Venezuela, Venezuela is not going to stay in Venezuela. It's going to bleed into neighboring countries, and it's going to become something um, that doesn't just affect people in another country that you can just sleep and idly look at.
1: Yep.
0: It's bigger than that. There's, I just, I, I, wrote this statistic, and it, and it made me think because you know, um, motherhood is is not the be all end all in humanity, but it affects. The reason I bring this up is because it affects so many different little things. There's tentacles to this statistic. Venezuelan maternal death rate surged sixty five percent from twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen, and then the government stopped taking releasing data. They take the data, but they stop releasing it. From so, from 2015 to 2016, maternal death rate rose to 65%. So what do you think is happening to these kids
1: that they leave behind? Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, exactly. You know, it's not, Venezuela is not an anomaly. That stuff is gonna, it's festers. it festers and investors. people will see what's working there and be like okay well that seems to be working there seems like they've grown their whatever commodity it might be there mm-hmm. by doing that so why don't we just you know. so so
0: I think about um do you remember in the 80s they always had these like um what did they call them the big concerts and they would tell like not a telethon but like you know to raise money for um aids medication aids hiv medication for the continent of africa yeah like live aid live aid yes yes live aid stuff like that and you know there was there's there was a crisis of family planning a heavy crisis of family planning you know and it's more than just like access we're talking about horrific horrific things that were happening um but you know and I'm not saying it hasn't been resolved. None of this has been resolved, but you know, the things that affect one eventually affects a lot more than just the one. And, you know, I I, I, I just hope that, you know, we continue the conversation because these conversations are gonna t- continue to happen in the United States, especially every time we have elections, because I feel like it usually comes up and, and let's just hope that, you know, when we say family planning, that definition becomes less broad, right? You know, people, people tend to see tunnel vision when it comes to that word, but I, I really feel like, um, it really needs to, to be honed in on actually what we mean by that and what the definition is. Right. and what that means for each of us.
1: Right, in and outside of our communities.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm sorry. I'm like rambling today,
1: okay. I, huh? I said, that's okay, it's fine. <laughs> oh, my bad. I'm passionate. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, do you wanna to add to that? No, are you about to do your, uh, your thing? I'll play
0: it. I'm like, what the hell? Like that little meme. You You got it?
1: Yeah, I got it.
2: Marissa's musings.
0: Under the Merriam Webster's Dictionary, family planning means a program to regulate the number and spacing of children in a family through the practice of contraception or other methods of birth control. Birth control, especially when carried out by monogamous heterosexual relationships. Funny how that's in there. Limiting the number of children born. So I know in our political landscape, we like to only think of male-female relationships, heterosexual relationships, man-woman, man's rights. Women, listen. Um, I like to believe that my dad was a feminist. Um, he taught me a lot of amazing things. And as such, I hope that we continue to have a conversations to really understand and define what our reproductive rights are, what they should continue to be, And we call to the carpet, those that believe that they have a stake in what our reproductive rights are and what our family planning definition really is. In conclusion.
1: The (laughs) end. (laughs) The end.
0: (laughs) I mean, do you remember when you were in third grade, you would end your essays, the end? Yes.
1: for the days
0: i bring up my dad in this diatribe because um he was very musing oh am i musing the reason being is because i i think of him often in many different ways because he, he taught me he taught me a lot of things even if he if it was unintentional um his relationship with my mother from my perspective was extremely rocky where he was a nightclub owner when they met so he was out and about trying to be a rolling stone and when she said she was with child he was like oh i can't have no babies i'm sterile and when that didn't work he got married and had another baby um so we had very open and honest conversations on what his definition of what women should and shouldn't do and what men should and shouldn't do. And the only time I ever heard him say to me, that's not something a woman should do is when I said to him at one point in my life, oh, I want to go into the army. And I think the only reason I said it is because every moment that he had with my brother, that was my brother's, um, that was his plan. There was no other plan. You go to college because the army's going to pay for it with the GI bill. my uh, lieutenant colonel awesome is retired and happy. (laughs) So he did go, but I remember he said that to me. And I remember thinking to myself, how could a man say that? How could you put barriers? And obviously he knew things that I didn't, whether that meant the, what he saw, you know, he was a chemical specialist in Vietnam, whatever he saw, he felt like, wasn't a place for me to see whatever. Um, But he also was very vocal in our moments together because when I was with him I was his world obviously when I wasn't around who what kind of kid do I got um he was very vocal in making sure that I understood my capacity meaning the only person that's going to tell you no is you right but not only that my my charge in life And my charge was make sure that you understand that there is nothing and no one that is going to give you everything you want but you. You're in charge of your own happiness. And no is just a word. Find a different way. So thinking of him and him making sure that I didn't have the ideology that you're a woman, you have to get married, you have to have kids, you have to stay home, you have to make sure you cook, you have to make sure you can clean. Him making sure that those definitions were never in his vernacular when it came to me is very important to who I am as a feminist and how I raise my kids. But not only that, how I present myself to the world and and what I feel is important as far as, my values. In conclusion, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just I just say that because he's you know, he was he was he was so many different things, but he always taught me that um I have a voice, use your voice. Um but there's no there there's there's the burdens that you take for your life are put on by you and no one else and just make sure that you always give yourself opportunities and you you capitalize on them but i could go on to 20 different things of all the things that he he taught me that he didn't mean to teach me right but
1: those but but father's supposed to do supposed to do
0: supposed to do but i think he did that I, i think half the lessons he taught me were face to face, but the other half was when he wasn't around, when was
1: deadbeat. Okay, let's, but let's let's not go. Let's. let's end on a high note. Right.
0: <laughs> it was great when he was around.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, homie, I love you. Ditto. Where can they catch us? Uh, the Yep yeah, Yes podcast. Yep Yeah Yes eighteen. Email us Yep Yeah Yes two at Gmail. Check us out on YouTube, the Yep yeah, Yes podcast. Um, Marissa, you have something to say about what you're holding in your hand for the people that are not watching? I'm holding the Yep yeah, Yes podcast face masks. Give a donation. Give us your address
0: so we can send them to you.
1: Yeah, the people that have already donated, they'll be in the mail tomorrow. I've been lackluster with giving Marissa, you know, oh. addresses and stuff. So. Oh, all right. <laughs> why you say it like that
0: i thought they weren't giving us their addresses
1: <laughs> yeah they were i just wasn't giving them to you right. <laughs> So i gotta you get your mask you're gonna get your mask don't worry you get them you know whatever and if you when you get the mask you know take a screenshot send it to us post it on our page whatever tag me boo thank okay. you for thank you for supporting us appreciate it um but yeah they can catch us everywhere podcasts you get your podcasts full videos on youtube and uh, we also have TikTok now and we gotta we gotta make a TikTok. I mean, we old asses, but we don't figure it out. Oh Lord. Debbie Gibson. I got a side part in skinny
0: jeans, homie. I don't know oh. if I'm allowed on
1: that one. You got a side part in skinny jeans? It doesn't look that side to me. It looks more center. Skinny jeans. I didn't need to see all that. It was too much. Skinny jeans. My ankles is, is hurting. Oh my God, New York Knicks, shout out. Oh, is that what you're wearing? No, I'm wearing New York Giants. That's football, right? Yeah, with my New York Giants mug. Oh, that's... And they don't... They're not playing right now, right? to me by Marissa's son, who I often think of as a nephew. (laughs) No, No blood relation, but you know, blood is... Family is what you make of it. We planned it that way barely planning at its best the show is going to go over but thank y'all for riding with us to the end we appreciate it my bad i just kept rambling oh, oh well you had content you had something to say you got a story to tell i don't know and, uh, all right people it's like shut up marissa okay all right see y'all next time and remember donate 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 thank y'all peace now bye